are listening to Radio Maria and this is Father Toby with your word for today on this memorial of Our Lady Queen and Mother. So let's begin with the gospel from the memorial which is taken from Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words, and asked herself what this greeting could mean. The angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid, you have won God's favour. Listen, you are to conceive and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great, and we build and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of David forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, the angel answered, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. Know this too, your kinswoman Elizabeth has in her old age herself conceived a son. She whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord, said Mary. Let what you have said be done to me. And the angel left her. Now the great hymn to Mary the Salve Regina opens with the titles of today's feast. We hail Mary as both queen and as mother. When we greet her as mother, we greet her as a mother of mercy. And then we go on to speak of how we cry to her, mourning and weeping in this veil of tears. And it's true, this life has much suffering. There is much to sorrow over. And when we sorrow, we need someone whom, from whom we can seek solace. Mary is the mother of the church, and the character of the church is properly feminine. There's not many little boys and girls who I think first run to their father for sympathy. This isn't a criticism of men, but I think reflects a particular capacity of women for empathy, which men should and can have, but perhaps women have to a greater degree. Certainly, a child needs to be encouraged in risk and comforted in suffering, encouraged to step out and always received back with love. Now, you can decide for yourself where these complementary qualities are mostly found, but I think normally one parent will bring one to a greater degree than the other, though hopefully each will be capable of both. But I think some of the qualities that we manifest emotionally are also a reflect of physiology. And I think at least a part of our empathy for those who suffer comes from the experience of suffering. And this, I think, women tend to have more of. A woman suffers in giving birth to a child, the man only vicariously. A woman by nature of her very physiology has to regularly undergo sufferings which a man will never truly comprehend. Men have to learn to be prepared to suffer for the sake of others, but women seem to have little choice in the matter. 
women have to live in a world more susceptible to the threat of domination than men. Women lived in a world marked by sin, and sin always distorts relations. This is not new news. The book of Genesis predicted it would be this way from the very moment of the fall. It's not surprising then that so often we run to our women when we suffer, even those of us who like to pretend that we are strong. And Mary is not distant from us in this suffering. Her place at the side of the cross where Christ gives her to us as mother is evidence of this truth. What though of Mary's queenship? Well, to answer that question, we can turn to the scriptures where there is much more of Mary than a reading in only the literal sense will provide. And specifically, we can look at the readings for this feast day, beginning with the first reading, which is taken from the prophet Isaiah. Now, centuries before the birth of Christ, at a difficult point in the history of the Jewish people, Isaiah foretold the coming of the Messiah King. Child is born to us, a son is given to us, upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. This Messiah would be in the royal line of David, and his reign would have no end. And Isaiah's prophecy came to fulfilment in the person of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I began this reflection with the Gospel of the Annunciation. And we listened as the angel Gabriel visited the Virgin Mary, a virgin betrothed to Joseph, a descendant of the house of David. And this young woman Mary was already radiant in prayer and holiness, and preserved by God from all stain of sin. And thus Gabriel addresses her as full of grace and adds, The Lord is with you. Now Mary was naturally troubled by the angel's greeting because in her humility she did not presume to think of herself as great in God's eyes. Then it was that the angel told her that she would conceive and bear a son, the son of God the Most High, the one who would inherit David's throne, the one whose kingdom would never end. This young lady Mary would conceive by the Holy Spirit the child who is the wonder counsellor, the God-hero, the father forever, the prince of peace. And so, trusting in God's promises, Mary replies, I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to thy word. In her readiness to put her entire life at the service of God's plan of redemption, the seeds of Mary's immortal greatness Indeed, her queenship are revealed. And from that moment on, Mary was joined inseparably to her son, to her son whose kingdom was not of this world. She lived out the Beatitudes before her son preached the sermon. She was Jesus' first and best disciple, who absorbed and exemplified his teaching. In her sinless heart, Mary stored the episodes, the mystery of, mysteries of her son's life, and yet watched with a mother's anxiety as the storm clouds gathered round him. Nonetheless, this intrepid woman of faith followed her son to the foot of the cross, and more than anyone else, she shared in the sacrifice of the King of Love, the shepherd whose death destroyed our death and whose rising restores our life. 
What therefore St. Paul says of every Christian applies most of all to Mary. If we have died with Christ, we shall also live with him. If we persevere, we shall also reign with him. Mary, who followed Christ unreservedly on earth, now reigns with her son in heaven as queen. Indeed, she is the first disciple to share in Jesus' victory over sin and death, a victory which, through her intercession, we hope to share in at the resurrection of the dead. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Radio Maria, and thank you to all of you who support us with a monthly donation. We rely entirely on the generosity of our listeners to continue to be a Christian voice by your side. To find out more about how to support us, please visit www.radiomariaengland.uk.